All right, we're rolling. We're recording. We're in. Hello. Episode number 114. That's right. Here we are back at the Havana Cafe, having our weekly chat. coffee together and chat together. And we were, I know in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about um, how you got on with Uweng. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, so, Uwe's, Uwe's working for me at the moment. Okay. I think um, I might need to try a little harder come the new year. You're going to try, kind of, try a little I, harder? I've moved, you know, and I had this uh, moment in the spring where I realized that, you know, a lot of the things that I was doing that I love doing, but I was almost ruining them by my attitude towards everything and making everything seem really like hard work. Right. So I, I you know, really switched at that point and really forced myself to get into the joy of the things that I was doing and really just focus on that and not worry so much. I guess it was also just like letting go a little bit of the outcome. I was so sort of focused on the outcome. I wasn't really enjoying the process and I really pulled back. Okay. So when we did the episode last week, I was thinking, yeah, this is like sort of an explanation of what it took me an age to <laughs> kind of realize on my own a little bit. But, um, you know, you get to the point where you're like getting a little too ooey. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I might, I might, I think this year is going to be the year for New Year's resolutions and kind of going, okay, I've got the joy back. Now I need to like get a little serious again. So you, you so. were going with um, strategy number two, where you kind of try, but not out. too hard. Were you, well, I, were you, were you, I, were you, I, you just let go? Yeah. I've almost moved a little bit too close to that. So yeah. I need to sort of, you know, yeah. I always bring things back to my own, like, you know, yoga and meditate meditation stuff but there's this sort of thing about the mind where when you're sitting if you get too tense or you know your mind's spinning too much that's one kind of problem you can have the other kind of problem is where you go to sleep you know you sort of like get all foggy in your head and you just kind of like you're fighting just drifting off yeah and with both instances you kind of have to just tighten up a little bit and kind of get get a little more serious kind of sit up a bit straighter and stuff i feel like that's sort of the metaphor i need to have in my life you don't want to be so late back that you're, straighter. that you're going backwards it's all good it's all good but you know I, yeah. I think i'm just like you know i'm in the joy but i need to get a little serious all right yeah but it's cool yeah i quite cool. like and in fact because there is there was one of the one of the strategies is the kind of let not drop out but the whole sort of let go with the flow and yeah. trust in the universe yeah bring you the thing that you need yeah and i probably tend to find myself in that kind of space a lot where you know you just kind of set your intention and you just kind of let go and trust that the things will move the way they need to move and That's come right. into your kin i mean even like um this this week and the things that I was trying to squash my brain to come up with a solution. <laughs> okay. And then my brain was rebelling and saying, you know, hey, you know, stop this squeezing. This stuff with your own personal projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were saying, well, stop squeezing me so hard because, you know, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. So I had to, you know, kind of let go and trust. But then when I let go and trust and things, like you, you start to see the things that you need to see that can help you to solve the problem that you're or thing that you're wrestling with that you that you want to do so yeah i see what you mean yeah so it was interesting now you were you were you were you texted me on our secret squirrel channel about um freedom yeah so, so was, that was my sort of on my mind this week um i got pinged one of these um emails from someone i subscribed to their newsletter 
and they had put together their reflections about three kinds of freedom. Right. And for them, it was sort of financial freedom, time freedom and mental freedom. And, you know, there's sort of just like, you know, it wasn't a super deep thing. And he, the guy Yara Stark, who I sort of follow, he's a blogger and kind of an entrepreneur online. He's got this whole podcast on it that I listened to. And it was pretty good. But, you know, obviously sometimes with a lot of this stuff, it's not necessarily that you've not heard it before, but yeah. you kind of need to revisit it, you know? So he was just reflecting on the fact that oftentimes one kind of thing will impinge on another. Can you go a little bit deeper into three freedoms? So the first so, freedom was what? So for instance, like if you're trying to get some financial freedom yeah. because you feel constrained by not having enough money, you know, and you know, there's, there's that band of that being a real thing. Like if you don't have enough money to pay your mortgage or, you know, even if you have a smaller house or, you know, do you know what I mean? We need a certain amount of money to just kind of live in a way that feels comfortable. But our sort of pursuit of financial freedom in our lives can often impinge then on things like time freedom. So, you know, you can get into a cycle where you're just working really hard and yeah, you can buy the stuff now and you're not constrained by your purchase power. Yeah. But you barely have enough time to enjoy it. You don't have time to enjoy it, yeah. That's right. And then he sort of said his his third kind of realization about freedom for him was mental freedom and the idea that, you know, you can have financial freedom and you can get time freedom. So you're sort of maybe like in his world, he's thinking about this in an entrepreneurial like self-employed kind of aspect. So he's like, okay, I can manage my own time now. But it's really important to keep things simple enough that there's not a bunch of stress and anxiety associated with whatever's going on. And I think that, you know, that applies to kind of just life in general. So yeah, I was just sort of reflecting on that and it caught my attention because it's this thing in my book. So in, in my first book, The Boatman, one of the realizations that I, or, or sort of reflections, I guess the better word that I wanted to sort of talk about was the fact that when you get something or when you gain something, you usually have to give something else up for it. So in, in the book, it's sort of, there's sort of this um, dilemma between the culture of this island and the mainland and sort of the mainland is a bit sort of capitalist and you know, go, 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 and more is better, new is best kind of spirit. And it's not that the island is by any means perfect, but there's sort of this understanding there that there is a concept of enough. Like if, if you get to a point where you're at this enough place, if you try to get more of something else, you have to sort of be willing to give something else up in exchange for it. And if that's you want more money because you want more purchasing power beyond what you need, then you're probably going to have to give up some Don't you time think that's freedom. That's kind of the nature that we're hardwired that way because one, whatever is enough or how long is a piece of string is another way of looking at it. Well, what, I guess what but, is but enough, I think it's, it? not, yeah. it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that you have to acknowledge and be conscious of the trade you're making. And I think that's where people, including myself sometimes, like forget to do that analysis. So you think, and especially, you know, like 
getting wrapped up in the in the financial freedom, it's quite easy to forget the different kinds of freedom that you're trading for that. I was going to say, because I, mean? I, I can't remember, you haven't sent me an article because I was just looking at something, reading something online where you know, we're talking about this sort of financial freedom and what does that actually mean? Because there's some people, oh, in fact, I know what it was. I was, I was in, um, it was probably on Flipboard, I think, but the, a guy that went out to the States to, um, uh, to do a photo documentary of people who, pretty much chopped off the grid and they set up their own little tribes in the, you know, in, in the woods somewhere. Okay. But essentially what he, cause he came back, he was a UK, he's a UK guy, but he came back and he wanted to get something like that started here. Cause what he found is they didn't have money as you were just saying here, but then they didn't need very much money because they were happy to go and build some shelter out of, you know, very rudimentary stuff. And then they had a nice little tight little community. The kids are there, the other families that were around, but they don't, they didn't have any of the modern conveniences that we had. So they didn't have anything. They didn't need money to feed anything. Um, cause they didn't have anything to, to right. feed <laughs> because yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So, you know, this idea about, um, having enough money, I think is the question you have to ask yourself, what's the lifestyle that you want to, have do you need to have a four bedroom house or can you have a one bedroom flat out in the country or do you need to be in the middle of the city but each as you say you have to make the it's all sort of trade-off isn't it it's like what do you want what do you what do you want what do you ultimately want what your life and what you what brings you sort of the happiness and joy in that way so if you feel like and there's a book um What's it called? Anxiety something or another. Status anxiety, that's it. It's called status anxiety. And essentially in that book, what he's talking about is the fact that we want to keep up with the Joneses. And you feel like in order to keep up with them, you do the things that everyone else is doing so that you don't look like you're left behind. So yeah, if your neighbor has a new TV, you don't want to be the only one on the block. Yeah. <laughs> he still has a, you know, a, a, a 12 inch TV when everybody else has now moved to yeah. 50 inch TVs because then yeah. it makes it look like that you're not successful. You're not doing well yeah. um, because well, you can't afford a 50 inch TV or you don't. Have, so you work more so that you can keep up with the Joneses basically is what, um, the book is about, but then it's, but the question or the, the challenge is, can you relieve some of that anxiety by not comparing yourself for one? But the second thing is defining seriously what success means for you and you alone, as opposed to in comparison to your yeah, peers and right. colleagues in society. I think that's what was interesting to me about this, even though this Yara Stark blog and podcast wasn't really saying anything new to me. It was, it sort of made me reflect on what I, what freedoms I care about. Right. Cause some, you know, we don't all care about the same freedoms. I mean, he's talking about wanting a lifestyle in which he can travel all over the world and work wherever and stuff. And I'm, you know, I don't, I like traveling, but I don't want to be constantly on the move. That's not a freedom that I particularly need. Um, as opposed to other ones, you know, so you know, it's just sort of, yeah, I just thought it was sort of a good exercise to do is sort of think in terms of these 
three categories. But then you think, here's the thing that I find with this, like with the finance, because you got financial freedom. What was the other one? Time freedom and mental freedom. Time freedom. freedom. So, because you often hear in this sort of success circles and the the epitome of success is being able to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Mm hmm encompasses all three of the things that you put there so you don't have to worry you know money isn't a part of the equation because you got enough of that and enough for your kids and grandkids so that's not a part of the equation um because you don't if you don't so because so i'm going to throw another phrase in there and i'll tie them up together because when i was a financial consultant we had this um saying that you know you got big hat no cattle so some people are rich but they're not wealthy so they have a lot of money, but they live right up to the limits of that money. Right. So they have. So if something goes wrong, then I have financial ruin because you know that's it. Which is what you'll see a lot of times: they like bankrupt, liquidate stuff, have to sell all their houses because they're actually spending um, every dime that they. You live to is because yeah, you yeah, have yeah. this tendency to go to propensity of where you are. Isn't because I can remember days when I used to live off for thirty six dollars a month which i can't do now but you know you keep expanding your lifestyle as you start making yeah. more money so well, we had that yeah so big hat no cattle so they're rich but they're not wealthy um and so this idea of doing what you want when you want with whom you want means want to have the money beyond money but i also don't need to keep working because so i have time freedom as well because i'm not i'm not living i'm wealthy as opposed to just rich and therefore yeah. I don't have a time pressure. I don't have to go to work and work 80 hour, 90 hour weeks to yeah. keep money coming in so that I can keep the lifestyle that I'm having. There was another book. It was called um, The Millionaire Next Door. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, have you read no. that? Because it was about how the wealthiest people, and it's again, wealthy, not rich. You wouldn't know that they were wealthy beyond, right. beyond whatever, because they drive old pickup trucks and they have a modest house, you know, they don't have yeah. mansions and stuff like that. So that's what's called the millionaire next door. And um, because they're not living a rich lifestyle. Right, right, um, right. And those, you know, as a broker, that's you, you have to people that were wealthy as opposed to folks who were um, rich. I think, yeah, that's a sort of dream thing, isn't it? But I think, you know. It's the, I, it's I, a dream thing, but why is it a dream thing? Well, Cause just, this is the problem the with society. That, I, no, no. Cause yeah. I think this is, this is the ills of society for me because that dream status is actually, you would love to have the freedom to live in that way. But the system is designed such that not everybody can get in that space. And then, as you say, I want to, I want to have the creature comforts and live a comfortable life. So I have to play that game game, yeah and then you're a part of those pressures because well i've got to what else am i gonna yeah what else am i gonna do and so if people are striving to get to the place where they have financial freedom time time freedom freedom. and what was your last one mental freedom mental freedom and this this is one that that definitely is yeah, just it was a it's a really good thing to sort of set to the side as a separate kind of freedom because you know life can get really busy and even though you might have enough money or you have you know even control over your time to a large extent 
your head can be incredibly busy and, and stressed or anxious or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's not caused by work. Sometimes that's caused by family situations or just, you know, mental health stuff or whatever. Or but you I get think all the money a, and you find that it's not, it doesn't satisfy mm. the hole in you. It was, um, all these names are coming to me, but I can't remember it now. But anyway, his quote was people who think that money buys happiness haven't been rich, rich enough, long enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right. What you're saying. So you yeah. have people who win the lottery or were super rich and, um, but something's still missing and yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have that mental freedom and uh, anguish. I was watching the documentary this week with Tina Turner. Okay. Um, you know, she's ancient now, <laughs> but oh, she's, she's awesome. but, but she had some, she suffered a stroke and from the stroke, you know, a bunch of things happened to her physically, but she mentally was fighting back to get herself into a good space. Um, then something there, her, her was her kidney, I think failed. And then her soon to her fiance at the time, um, he ended up donating the kidney to her so she can have it and they can, you know, so they're living the life that they want to live. They live in Sweden now. And she, in fact, she's just given up her American passport. She's a Swiss, Swiss. Um, but her son committed suicide. It was like 40 something, but, but on the surface, and she, she, she was saying that she, looking back, she hadn't, you know, there were just very subtle clues but ones that she didn't pursue, like the way that he used to call all the time. And then there was the kind of phrases that he would use. And that's when everything was good. But then she noticed, looking back, that those phrases changed um, as this date that she didn't know was coming got closer. But it was just he just wasn't able to fill a, a gap. It wasn't that he was missing anything or there was some other. It was just some piece that was missing so the mental freedom as you're saying so yeah, there was something right. tormenting him and what that was and maybe he didn't feel able to talk to anybody about it right, um, yeah 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 and just had yeah just well on that note sort of thinking about this and then you know doing the thing we do which is google mm. <laughs> google it um i came across this sort of different way of thinking about freedom which is dividing things up between freedom from something and freedom for something. Right. Yes. So, you know, the idea of freedom from something being a reaction based on a perceived constraint and that's stuff maybe in society or, you know, social conditioning or, you know, people in our lives or stuff that we want to get rid of. So all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then there's sort of freedom for, which is much more future focused. So what, what do we want freedom to be able to do, right. you know? Um, and that is a bit more sort of visionary and, and like I said, sort of forward, forward thinking time-wise. Because one of my values for the longest time, and still is, one of my big values is, is freedom to explore. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of freedom that, I crave more than financial freedom or and and the like is that just yeah yeah just the whole idea of how much knowledge and things that are out there I, if you know if you were to close down that system for me and not yeah, allow yeah, me yeah. to read the things I want to read or believe you know to explore different belief systems and things like that then that would bring me unhappiness if I didn't have this freedom to explore my sort of curiosities. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, then. Yeah, so, you know, again, like, sort of thinking in terms of yourself, you know, as an individual, like, what are the things that I want freedom from in my life right now? Or what do, and what are the things I want freedom for? Or what, you know, even the question, what is freedom for? Like, what do I want my freedom for? can we ever really be free in the system that we have? Because we're not actually that free. And we can go back to my favorite movie that I like quoting in this podcast is another matrix. So we're never really free if you really think about the conditions or the constraints of society around you. Now, I think the freedoms, you know, Morpheus has a great thing about, you know, we have all this consumerism so we can have a prison for your mind. Whereas right. before I just shackled you up and made you, you know, just be a servant. Yeah. But I guess people kept evolving and revolting. So we had to think of we, they, the, <laughs> yes. so yeah. the people in power had to think of different ways of control, controlling us or keeping us um, from not being free in that aspect. I think the thing, the other part of what you're saying that I agree with is that we're not free in the sense that we've been conditioned from childhood to believe certain things and to perceive the world in a certain way. And it's very difficult to break out of that. Or you don't have freedom to do whatever you want either, do you? No. Yeah. So. And, and again, like, you know, it's one of those things for me. There are more freedoms and less freedoms now than there used hmm. to be. So, you know, for me as a woman, there's a lot more freedoms than there used to be. You know, in, even in terms of like my ability to pursue the stuff that we're doing here. Hmm. Um, you know, cause it really hasn't been that long since women were really not allowed to even go to school, much less, you know, do whatever, be philosophers, yeah. you know? So I think, and, and, and I think there's also a lot of freedoms that people, certain people in society have because of the structure. So like I have a freedom to travel around because society has created laws to make me safe and nobody is going to just, you know, kidnap me. And, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. There, you know, if we look so, way back, like so there's life some was not like it. that. Yeah. So before, there's some benefits but, to having it, but then can you have total freedom? And I yeah. guess the question from a philosophical point of view is, you know, can you, you know, so who, yeah. Do mm -hmm. I, do I get to opt into the system? And maybe mm -hmm. these days you don't get to opt into the system. You kind of get born if into the system. If you ever did, because your survival would have depended on it, wouldn't it? Would be opting into the system. Into yeah, whatever yeah. system you were born into, yeah. Not back in the days. Back in the day, day, days when it was just, you know, you and your little clan. Then you just go out and do your thing. But of course, as you say, so part of it is, so, and I think we, we probably had a conversation around it because it was about the social contract and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So do you want to have a society yeah. where it's all sort of chaos, but... Can we thrive that way or will life only just be about survival? Yeah. If we want to thrive, then we have this sort of social contract. This is here's a way of acting so that you can yeah, yeah, go yeah. buy some a loaf of bread with Without some fear. degree <laughs> yeah. of security. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think so, that, see, for me, it's always a, a question then of what freedoms do I really value? Yeah. And what freedoms do I need to be 
essentially free in my being. Do you know what I mean? To, to be able to be who I really am or, or to express And you know what works going really on in my head is so yeah. freedom to yeah, be part of the herd, you know, yeah. <laughs> to be one of the sheep. But yes, no, go on. Go bah. on and explain your sheep philosophy to me. Because <laughs> I hate it, which is why I want... You want out Thermo, zombie apocalypse? Nuclear warfare, zombie Don't apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. I want the whole system to be destroyed and just completely have anarchy or yes yeah so we can well, truly there's a, there's be free a, there's a a third option of, of freedom which is not well you know well, I so, so there was that there's this i don't know do you know osho osho yeah 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 he's a little crazy but anyway yeah, he, he did, was a bit crazy or well, he went crazy i don't know if maybe the people around him went crazy but um, anyway yeah. I, there was this um, post that I came across about freedom and it was sort of through that group. And I was a bit like, huh. but I mean, you know, essentially it was basically going through the same thing about freedom for freedom, sorry, freedom from freedom for, and then just freedom being present oriented. So the idea that a lot of these sort of philosophers and um, prophets, the, we, the people we think of when we use those words, um, were not ideal, like ideal oriented. They didn't have like, this is what you must believe. They were, let's get into the present moment. Let's mm. like, and it was all about sort of an internal journey to free our own selves from, you know, society's value of us and find our own value in ourselves, And also sort of like to find freedom from past and future so that we can enjoy being in the present. Now, Agent Smith will tell you that we can't be free. I know. Because there's no escaping He doesn't want purpose. to be free. Well, he does, but he says you can't escape purpose. Mm. And if there's a, well, this whole cause and effect, isn't it? So if you buy the cause and effect argument, yeah, then it, the things, all your choices are the sum of all the other choices. So the thing that you do in the present, you didn't have a choice but to do it because everything that you've done in the past has led you to that exact moment. So you're, you're never really. You know me, I'm not as sort of deterministic as that, but I do yeah. agree in the sense that I think, and this is sort of what you are talking about with like the idea of being rich, not making you happy. It's like, I think that that to go back to this sort of financial freedom, time freedom, mental freedom thing the idea that happiness is being able to buy whatever you want and do whatever you want and be wherever you want, whenever you want. I'm not sure that works so well because in my experience of times when I've had massive amounts of time freedom and there hasn't been any sort of constraints on those things. I mean, I suppose there was like somewhat of hmm. financial constraints, but you know, cause I'm not the millionaire next door. You're not the millionaire next door. No. <laughs> but you know, I do think that we need purpose. I think that we, we need there to be a certain level of, I don't know if it constraints is a bad word. It's it, like, it's not the word I mean. It's like, you need to have something there that gives you purpose that, 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 gives you a sense that if I don't get out of bed today, it's going to matter to somebody, you know? Yeah. See, I think that's, that's when you get hmm. so 
free that you can buy whatever you want, treat people however you want. You, it, it's not good for people. You start to feel disconnected and feel like it's maybe it doesn't, not good for the people really around matter. you, but maybe for the person, it's. But those people fine. aren't aren't really happy, are they? I don't know because I'm not them. They well, might, I'll tell it, you. It might be it might be the story we tell ourselves. My, my hometown has mm. now become um, a hotbed of. Uh, famous rich people mm. so in florida where i grew up it was a very small town when i was growing up and now tiger woods lives there um you know basketball player tall basketball well, there's player lots man. of tall basketball players exactly. <laughs> just so, like you know all the, the williams sisters live there the like like crazy people live there you know yeah and my brother works in um a sort of the sort of tourism kind of industry and works in hotels and restaurants where these people are sort of coming in all the time because right. he, he works. And yeah, anyway, point is that, um, yeah, there's a lot of really unhappy rich people. Yeah, is, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the system. And, and, and it is a system that we have. And so it's not a, it's an imperfect system, but it's the one that we have. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, so I almost in, I liken it to, being indentured servants. Remember in our U.S. history when we had where they were just or at least open with it. You know, you buy your passage to the to the states, and then you owe your landowner seven years of you know essentially being their servant, and then you can have your freedom. Yeah. Well, we just extended that to sixty-five. You know, you be born, and you can be an indentured servant until you're sixty-five, and then we'll allow you to retire. Um, and guess what? You you know you really can't unless you drop out and go to the woods. You need money to buy food, have clothes, have a house. So you're kind of tied into the system, and the system is designed to keep you into the system. Yes, until you're 65. And actually, we're talking about raising it um, and make yeah. you an indentured servant even longer. But then we also paint a picture that if you you know, play by do the rules, service, do then, your mm -hmm. thing, then you can retire and then you can have this, you know, the, the freedom to sit on a boat and chill out. And yeah. so you get sold a picture of that and someone, a comedian once said, you know, we do, that's like the worst parts of your life <laughs> as in your, everything's breaking down and you're all old and falling apart and you're, you know, you're only one foot in the grave already. It's like, you know, you want to have this thing reversed and be having all your, fun and freedom while your body's still capable well, of keeping I mean, up with it. I want to be in a situation like my mother is in a little bit where um, she doesn't particularly want to retire because she really likes her job. And it's not a sort of fear of, you know, I think some people are yeah. sort of afraid to retire because they don't know what else they would do. But, you know, I think if you work in a job that you enjoy, that doesn't bring you a lot of strain or, or you know, like you're saying, you have mental freedom. And you have time freedom. You know, you don't work 40, 50 hours a week. You let work 25, 30 hours a week. You like it. You know. Well, yeah, just, just keep, keep going. going. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's I mean, that's just a space that I'm in at present. It's just, I mean, I don't, I don't have a concept of retirement because it's like, why do I want to retire? Why can't I just keep working until I die? Do you know? Yeah, but yeah. as long as working, it takes on that sort of positive meaning of, you know, well, yeah, you love, about, you, you know, you doing what work, you love and, and, <laughs> and you feel like, ah, oh, this yeah. kind of sucks. And yeah, because yeah. I notice it and, and I don't know if this is the same and, I, and you can probably Google it to find out what the connection is. But 
mentally my connection I've seen is, uh, you know, particularly in men, because we need to feel useful, that once you retire and you no longer feel useful, then you start having... Well, there's no reason to be alive anymore because you don't have any in, use. Yes. I was sitting in Costa the other day in my coffee shop office and uh, this older couple was having coffee and they ran into this guy and they were like, oh yeah, you're retiring. Yeah, what are you going to do now? He's like, I'm going to go home and drive my wife nuts. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Like, like, That's my new like purpose. <laughs> yes, my new purpose. So yeah, so um, yeah, I yeah. got a whole sort of relationship with the whole sort of freedom thing. Um only because there's and i understand it, and i'm you know i get it we got to have rules and things like that but in, yeah i think there's a lot i think especially when you look at the political climate now and the things that are going on you realize that we for the most part you're just kind of a, a, a pawn in the system and you have to obey the system um and it's not like back in the days where might makes rights. So I like let's bring back might makes rights, right? <laughs> you gotta be careful, Clay, because next time you could be reincarnated as a like you know. Well, if, as long as we can have looking like you now, might makes right is the way to go, man. I like it. That's how it is. Because you know you gotta. Go, and sometimes this is crazy. I know. I'm only. I'm only just. I'm just. You're, 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 I'm you're doing your I'm thing. I'm rambling it's in cool. my fantasies, like when I see things that some people do and i think you know it's only because the system protects you that allows you to do what you're doing otherwise i would squash you <laughs> so they're allowed and I, and this is what i think here's one of my other things i do have that, a few people i could the, think of you might, well, might want to squash the smart you know the people were like you know hold on a minute the ones the smart ones are like we got to make a system where we don't have to depend on our brawn to get by so Let's create a system where you don't don't need to have that. <laughs> so don't, we don't have to depend on might makes makes right. Um, but anyway, so I digress on that end. Now you mentioned um, that Google. So you Google just stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I guess for me this but week, think, that, yeah, I, was gonna, gonna, I was going to I was going to spin us off into spin another it, topic. Spin but away. Yeah. Spin away. Spin away. <laughs> no, I was only just going to spin this whole idea about. Um, learning in the connected world and learning in the connected world because that's the kind of thing that i've been wrestling with and because we have a and again freedom again think about the hive mind that we have I, and i love it myself personally but now this sort of connected world piece google is almost an extension of your brain Ooh. Do you know? Yeah. Because it's like, boom, and I just go and I can recall. And That's I made, you've made me feel a lot smarter now. <laughs> well, Look at is. how much I know. <laughs> Look how much you know. And, and it's amazing how much access to knowledge that we have and interconnectivity amongst people and things and knowledge and information that, and we're all carrying around these, you know, little pocket brains yep. um, with us. And you just, if you want to know something, you just go and co connect into the collective hive and ask the question. We could go on that. We could go into Google now and ask any question that we want. We'll get lots of crowdsourced answers that'll yeah. be there from all various different sort of sort yeah. of um, sort of sources. And so, part of the thing that well, one of the questions that I had on my mind was was one about the whole millennial and the Generation X and how the question in my mind was how are Generation Xers and the whole of us 
getting along in this sort of connected world. Because you still, like I know someone that I was working with this week, um, they were 40, mm-hmm. no Facebook, no WhatsApp. I mean, they have a dumb phone, so don't have the smartphone, and they're not interested in huh. in the, you know, they do use it, the computer at work and will go onto the internet at work, but mostly um, they're not in that sort of connected space. And you think, and in my head, I'm thinking, man, that's just, I can't, I don't, I can't even fathom. <laughs> I would have really liked to have been there that moment when you had that conversation. I, I can't even really fathom that someone that, but I could see it because, because, because I was thinking, which I, did I mention, I didn't mention Robert Anton Wilson to you. I was talking about it with someone else uh, yesterday. Yeah, um, but essentially they talk about this, uh, um, imprinting and you're you you know and i'm sure you probably heard the saying that show me the boy at seven and i'll show you the man it's apparently our imprinting okay you who you're going to be right psychologically by age seven so any deficiencies you want to correct in your boys you gotta gotta do it now because there you are you've seen the man um and so they have and and i should have looked i could google it now but i won't google it but there's a several several stages is imprinting but once you reach seven so basically what you're saying is about gen xers it's hard for us to get in because we're not well i guess our imprint happened back in this you know the sort of 60s and 70s right so you have that connection to that world so we're having to keep you know and we keep evolving we keep going with it but we're not like what they call a sort of digital native. Yeah. Right. So and they don't even question the whole of the connectedness and the and the sort of internet and that kind of world. And and I guess the reason why it was on my mind is because trying to because I'm all futuristic, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. but trying to connect with the population of my sort of peers in a sense, in a greater sense, I I find it kind of hard because there's a mass of them who either aren't interested or haven't bought in or scared of this mm-hmm. sort of new space that we're in. And, you know, a lot of what comes back from them is um, either pointing out the negativity or the bad effects of it and, yeah, how, to, true, actually, and yeah. how we're missing all of these things old stuff and there's a want to connect to the old um but i see such opportunity and brilliance in the stuff in the place that that we are yes we have to you know sort of think about what are the consequences of some of these things and but trying to relate i guess so in some ways i feel like the man with no country kind of thing because mm-hmm. i'm in this you know because you would like to connect up with people who have the same kind of imprinting and we have we could share in that sort of space um but i find the kind of conversations necessarily and the kind of things that i want to do you have to connect in with younger folks who then I guess right. maybe see me more like Yoda or, you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, like, I'm not a goddamn Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm not, in my head, I'm not old. old yeah, I'm old Ben. But I don't want to, you know. You're like, I'm, I want to be Obi-Wan, but yeah. I'm just old Ben. So it was all about all right. that kind of connectivity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how do you stay connected with your peers in a new kind of space? Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can I see that. I don't know. How, how, are you, how do you find that? 
plan itself out in your world, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's been another sort of struggle of mine. I mean, I really feel that as well, the sort of, but I mean, it's hard for me to, I've got two things going on. I've got, you know, not being, as you said, the sort of digital native generation, but also, you know, I've got my sort of introverted nature going on. And, you know, so being, being out there all the time on the internet can feel as sort of energetically like, um, but do you know, I find some of the greatest people on the internet are introverts because they don't have to yeah, physically no, be true. in That is true. I, I, I prefer it. <laughs> I prefer it. But I think yeah. that um, it still takes something hmm. for me to do that's it, maybe people, you know, people who are super extroverted don't necessarily feel. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. You can only speak from your own little yeah, no, minor I, I, experience. No, I, get, I, I, I get you. And I guess you would probably find. I'm just thinking the whole sort of extroversion, introversion thing. Because I would see where um, extroverts would struggle with the internet because... They want to be with people. They want to be with yeah. people. As yeah. opposed to everybody's in these boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get... Whereas, you know, people who don't want to be in the presence of lots of people find it easier to... Yeah to sort of deal with it where where the roles probably switch as you'll probably find more people with a preference towards extroversion love to do video yeah or they'll be more very video Maybe. oriented yeah, introversion yeah. will probably be more written oriented yeah um or even this this sort I, of think, podcasting I think the bit. other thing in terms of the generation stuff is it's if you were raised not you know like it's not just about the technology, it's about the way that you communicate. So if you were raised, you know, in our generation, then you're sort of raised to speak to individuals, you know, so you always sort of knew who you were speaking to and you yeah. were communicating in a way that was a constant interaction between what you knew about that person, what you knew they were interested in, you tailored your chat to, you know, well, Seth know, talks about that, doesn't whereas, he? Seth Gooden talks about does that. He? Yeah. yeah, whereas like, you know, learning how to speak to everybody at once, it, even if it's sort of everybody in a particular tribe of people or, you know, in, or interest group or whatever, is something that I think can feel confusing, like how, how to do that. Well, this is the thing where it's, and I know, and it's, it's so, this is almost like another sort of rabbit hole in and of, it, of itself, isn't it? Because there's, there is the social connection of the internet, mm -hmm. but then there's the social media, and then there's the social marketing aspect yeah. through media. So because people, because we're, I don't know, sheep, whatever, people want, you know, Commerce. They want to sell us stuff, and we can go and that's a whole other, that's a whole another podcast. But just think of how much you're being sold to every day. Lifestyle to include lifestyle goods. Yeah, everything. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot. To, so the whole internet and that whole sort of presence is flooded with that kind of stuff. But if we think back into its sort of origins of the web, where it was less com before commerce got really involved in it, then it was more about. A connection and I was talking to people a person yeah. and yeah. having individual conversations but now and I think I did a, uh, a post or a little mini podcast on this um, we have conversations designed to talk to the masses mm -hmm. 
but not to individuals. So you go on to Twitter, you go onto your Facebook feed and you say a thing to talk to all of your friends yeah, and hope that maybe someone in that stream will then connect with you off of that versus me going and sending you a message directly to you yeah. in the same using the same technology, but talking to you because back to the time freedom thing, I think maybe we feel starved for time. Actually, I don't have time to go and send individual messages to people, mm-hmm. apart from my two or three really inner circle f- folks. Yeah. So I'll send a broadcast yeah, message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in that sense, we miss being able to connect with people because you're not talking to an individual. You're just talking to a big, giant mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things I've been experimenting with on Twitter the last two weeks is having individual conversations. So going in and talking to people that, that even you know, strangers included that I don't know on Twitter, but interacting with them yeah. in that way, much better experience. I know people complain about Twitter and social media and those types of things, but they're consuming it in a mass sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. Versus the experience that I've had over the last couple of weeks where you're reaching out to individuals, even individuals you don't know, but it's a personalized conversation or interaction that yeah. you're having um, with that person, which, again, makes makes the connection with that person a lot more close to like physically in yeah. real life, IRL. Yeah, in as the kids would say. <laughs> oh man, um, you just dated me. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know. Oh, you cuss. You must know oh. that IRL. And look, I found this new one. Have you seen that one, Jomo? Oh yes, I have seen that. <laughs> and that one I've just seen today. Joy of missing out, which that's I'm, me. That's you. See, now I'm, I'm all about FOMO, FOMO. man. FOMO yeah. for me, fear yeah. missing out, because it's so much in in just today. You should see, I've got about a thousand tabs open on my browser because oh, yeah. there's just so many connections, but I've ran into some, which I can't wait to, when we're done, I'm going straight home to continue down the rabbit hole that I was on because I just come across some really fantastic stuff that's like, wow. And it's amazing. And this is something that I miss about the web yeah. is the wild, wild west of the web before, because the web now yeah. is no longer has a freedom, isn't it? In fact, who's the dude that's the inventor of the web? Oh, I don't know. He's got a double-barreled name, but he's started a new project where he's creating a new internet. It's Web 3.0, and the protocol is Interplanetary File something on it. I was just reading about this today. And your connection, like, for instance, you can go in this browser, but if I shut my computer, then... You can't see my stuff. So a browser has to be open and there has to be people connected to it. But you can't mine people's data either. Because that's what he's trying to get away from the whole sort of. Oh. And the fact that the the Internet has become a closed gate community because Facebook wants you to consume the Internet through Facebook, Twitter. All of them mm-hmm. want you. Google wants you to consume the mm-hmm. Internet through Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so that open access to like alt places and news that you know the things that you had yeah. back in the days of the internet these uh irc is it internet relay chat type things yeah yeah you know you don't have that anymore now it's all you know the algorithms tell you oh yes based on this this is what you want to see yeah. um and so it screens you from seeing 
different stuff. Seeing yeah. different stuff or yeah, exposing yeah. to different stuff or even trying to find different stuff. Like another project I'm working on right now or experiment I'm doing is you know how you Google stuff? Mm-hmm. You go whatever's on the front page. Mm-hmm. But the internet's huge. Yeah. But we're not have we don't have that. Yeah. You don't find the weird and wonderful stuff. At least I don't, you know, back in the days, you just run into all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff on the internet because it was just... It was just that, wasn't it? It was just wild and open. So now I'm like, all right, well, if I Google something. Let me go to page three. No, not even page three, man. Page 10. Go to page 100. <laughs> go all the way um, in the back. Because it's Google that's decided that this page is more yeah. relevant. So I'm going to put that page um, up front because I think that is more relevant. And they made a game to system or however to get, you know, SEO and then yeah. there, yeah. Um, but I don't. You don't get to go and see that. Yeah. That weird and wonderful, crazy wild thing. Weird well, and yeah. wonderful, wild west. Yeah. Well, those kind of things. Okay, uh, that's going to be your little um, mini sode this week. Tell us, gonna, tell us what uh, you found in the weird and wonderful wild west weird of the internet. And wonderful wild. Yeah. yeah. Some really cool stuff that's um, going on and and sort of happening. And some things you think like the stuff I ran into today, and it's. But I only even came across it on accident because I just kind of bounced around off of somewhere else. But and it's been there for a while. But but this, I'm just and it just makes me think. Well, how much other stuff am I missing? Yeah. Because you to just kind of have the first three links that come. You know, you just miss so much. You're doing a bit of wandering wu way. I'm, I'm doing a bit of exploring. I'm being an explorer. Yeah. I'm being an internet explorer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember internet explorer, yeah. So, yeah, so um, good. Freedom was the question. Are we really free? I don't think that we are from a cause and effect kind of view and also for the fact that you have to be in the society. Happy yeah. that we have it. You know, it's cool. We got our society and it has its advantage, <laughs> but... Man, it's such a pain. Yeah. I would say yeah. for me this week, I'm going to have a little think a bit more about, you know, I suppose just off the back of this on what financial freedom, time freedom, mental freedom looks like for me and sort of what is this sort of freedom from, freedom for thing? How does that play out for me? Well, let's explore this for me. Yeah. So. yeah, well, no, it's too late now because now you're going to explore it. Cause no, what no. I, no, listen, because this is what I'd be interested to know. So... If time and money wasn't an object for you, mm-hmm. how would your life be different now? What would you do differently? What would be different? I would teach less yoga in the evenings. That would okay. be one thing. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't do a whole lot different. I like what I'm doing. Well, that's what, that's what yeah. I want to get. Yeah. What would be? Yeah. yeah, yeah how would do yeah. How, No, I think, know. I think, um, you know, I can't really do very much about the insanity of the children. <laughs> no, no, no. They're there, man. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't do a whole lot different, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I'd probably travel a bit more if I had more financial freedom. I think I'd travel a bit more. Yeah, and okay. travel with the kids, you know. Yeah, go and go see, places that see weren't just like... And stuff like that. Yeah, and just not always be going to family because that's you know and you only have like two weeks to do it because you got to get back to work yeah like you exactly go, you could go hang out exactly. there for 30 days or yeah. uh, six months or whatever yeah. but i think no i mean and for me of, i would walk the earth like Cain. that's what i want to do <laughs> like satish kumar yeah just just go out my no front destination. door yeah that's a good book that yeah um and just walk 
just to meet because I would like to meet everybody in the whole wide world. It'd be great to meet like billions of people <laughs> and just, yeah, just kind of, walk. that's what that would be. That's cool. Yeah. That would be the thing that I would do. Yeah. And then share it with everybody. You could do your uh, yeah. no destination blog or something. My no destination blog, exactly. Yeah, nice. I like you it. You can look on the map and see you where it's clear. You didn't have any money either. Sorry? Satish Kumar didn't have any yeah, money. Yeah, no, he didn't, did he? He mm. didn't. Uh, but again, here's an example when we talk about freedom. It's like, what? what? So how many people would want to do that? Mostly you wouldn't because you're thinking, well, I got to do this and I got to start, yeah. go to education. I got to get a job. I got to make money. I got to. Otherwise, you're going to get to when I don't have to be an indentured servant anymore and you won't have any money and then you're sucking. So yeah. You don't have time to be wasting time walking the earth. Yeah. But, but then what if you missed out on? You missed out on the experience of other cultures and not getting tied into yeah. this sort of society that we have as it's going on now. But you're probably the victim of FOMO, fear of missing out. So if I don't do what the herd's doing, then am I going to miss out? Yeah. So I'll do what the herd does so that I don't miss out. <laughs> That's true. It's a hard thing to do to be a free thinker. Nietzsche talks about this. Isn't it? So just it, it's hard to not be a part of the herd. One, yeah, because you're that's not that, sure if not you've untrue, got it yeah. right. You know, you know, because you're probably second guessing your own judgment. All these people are doing it and saying it. It's that's the way to do it. So. Who am I to question? Well, and I think also that. it's, you know, when you're not doing the thing that a lot of people are doing, you, you, you expend a lot of energy fighting off the herd mentality, you know, because you're sort of getting constant feedback back in to either do the thing or, you know, I mean, I, like a very simple example of, is me. I don't really drink that much. Mm. So when I go out, is only more recent in recent years that I haven't just faced a sort of barrage of like, what, what's wrong? Why are you drinking? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm having a great time. I'm just not a very good drinker. Mm. So, you know, just things like that where you think it is, it's not so easy to do these kind of things. But no, it's called yes. peer pressure, man. I know. Um, exactly. <laughs> and you know, you know, if you, you get know. ostracized for being different, you get, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, that's right. yeah. So yes. Yeah. Anyway, very good. Yes. So, so freedom from it. freedom for what's it mean to you? Have a think. Yeah, have a think. Let us know what you yeah. think. All right, so time for our commercial time. You guys know the drill. If you like this episode, one, consider buying us a coffee. You can do that on our website, top right-hand corner. You see the link, buy, buy us a cup of coffee um, or buy a book. Or subscribe, subscribe to, our to newsletter. the newsletter. If you, if you haven't, which I know a lot of you have that are, list, that are long-time listeners, subscribe in iTunes, but, in, you know, share it also rated so they can make its rounds yeah. <laughs> as well in that sort of space and always the whole engagement piece um take some time out leave us a comment let us know what you're thinking is even if it's just a thumbs up we need to know that you're there and that you're alive <laughs> and you're enjoying this podcast all right more cool. coffee more coffee yes i need another cup and then you're um, gonna dive back in the rabbit hole I'll be going back into the rabbit hole. Okay. I've got something that I'm itching to explore. I only just started. It's called Cat Cat, if you guys want to get a preview well, of it. I'm looking forward to your little mini-sode on the Wild West. Yeah, I'm going to do a, a screencast on this one. Okay. Yeah, cool. cool. Awesome. <laughs>